Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hey, Alexandra. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Elijah, and you? I'm doing quite fine. Thank you for honoring the invite. It means a whole lot. Okay. Um, so before we begin with your introduction, Alexandra, you know, I love to talk about the essence of this show time to time. And the essence is to invite amazing guests like Alexandra to come talk to us about their triumphant stories and how they came out of it triumphantly because we believe that in our audience there might be someone who needs to hear just one word from you that could probably lead to transformation. So that's the essence of the show. So within the next few minutes, Alexandra, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. All right, let's get started. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Oh my, so what challenges I faced? I think all us humans face major challenges as um, we straddle, I would say like being human, all of our emotions, all of our feelings, and also understanding that we are spiritual beings. We have higher callings and purposes in our life. And so for me, I mean, I could go on, I've had health challenges, I've had spiritual challenges, and I've had, you know, career challenges. And all of it stemmed to the same thing. And that was about being authentic and allowing myself to feel all of my feelings and overcome all of the negative reinforcements I learned as a young lady young as a child. So for example, one of the biggest issues I had, and just let me tell you what I've overcome and then we can go there. I've overcome MS. I had MS in the mid nineties. I completely reversed multiple sclerosis completely, completely. And I did that between um, a, a very strict diet here in the United States. Our food is very toxic. Uh, We have GMOs, we have lots of chemicals, um, and this was in the 90s. We have hydrogenated fats. All of those things were uh, adding to my, my state of being, which wasn't good. But it really stemmed down to, um, and I noticed kind of it's getting a little dark here. So just let me flick on a light, okay? Hopefully that's a little better. Um, So um, all of it stemmed down to what I would call a spiritual, emotional issue. And because I didn't get the nurture I needed as a little girl, I, um, part of MS, the stems of MS had to do with um, the need for being taken care of, but thinking the only way I could be taken care of is to be unwell. So I had to deal with that underlying component. And I want you to know, I completely reversed everything. Everything's completely reversed. And I always say I live in a, uh, a I, you know, SHIT house. <laughs> our emotions create our well-being. 
And if yeah. our emotions are, we have trapped issues, they aren't going to come through. So, so one, I overcame MS. The other thing is I overcame obstacles in a very male dominated career that I picked that mm. actually made me, um, it, 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 it wasn't, it was due to my childhood and not being valued as a woman. I picked a career that I knew I would excel at because I'm good at it. Um, and I made my way to the top very quickly, but I was operating outside of my truth and who mm. I, my authenticity. And that I would say was actually a harder obstacle to overcome than the mm. physical illness. Yeah. Cause that was a deeper <laughs> issue. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Tell you. laughs> okay. All right. So, um, it is getting interesting. Let us get into the questions. <laughs> okay, so um, I've got some questions here. Are you ready, Alexander? I am ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let us begin first with um, how can one bring spiritual principles to capitalism? How can I bring spiritual principles into capitalism? You got it? I love it. Yeah, I totally got it. Uh, um, so that is my whole, when I said that the hardest thing for me had to do with the deeper uh, aspects of myself, the deeper look inside, it had everything to do with what you're, what you're asking me. So, so let me let the viewers know. I've been in and working with Wall Street for 38 years. I've been an executive at banks and until I, at, at, in broker dealers, I held high level positions, chief investment officer, until I decided to start my own company in 2009. There were a number of reasons I decided to start my own company. And the primary one was that I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't like what I was seeing in business. It is, um, it was cutthroat, it was short-sighted, and there were just many things that were going on that I experienced in capitalism that I thought was just straight up wrong. And I knew I wanted to start a company that was completely different than what I had experienced. In those boardrooms, I saw things that I can say that um, did not agree with me anymore. So as I became more aware of me as a person, more aware of how I was operating, there were certain things that were out of integrity for me. And those things were like talking behind somebody's back, saying we're a family, but really being a toxic family, treating each other really poorly. So can you hear me? Yeah. So what I ultimately did was I said, I wanted to start a company and start it differently. So here's how we, here's the only way we can bring spiritual principles to capitalism. And I just want you to know, unless we do this, capitalism will become extinct, in my opinion, because it's on a collision course to only help the few and not the whole. And that is not, we have what they call crony capitalism today. What that is, is all this, there's, it's corporate welfare. There's so much corporate welfare. They're ingratiating and, and creating policy to benefit companies and not humans. A perfect example is in this country, we have pub, our healthcare companies are publicly traded, meaning they are for profit, for profit at the sake of a human. 
that is not okay. Yeah. That is not okay. That should be a basic right for every human around the entire world, period. Period. And that's where capitalism went awry. And they've created these structures here in, in, um, and it was, um, I'm sorry, I think it was 2010, 11, somewhere in there. They created, um, in this country, they allowed companies to ha have the same constitutional rights as humans. That was the slippery slope down. Yes, you heard me. That These are things that have to be reversed. This is called crony capitalism. And what that is doing, it's creating those who have and those who don't. And when you couple it with what's going on in terms of policy, what we see today is based on policy. It's based on indoctrination of the brain of humans around the globe to hit each other against each other, black against white, women against men, you know, transgender. All of this is to pit each other, not to bring each other together. And I don't ascribe to that. That's, that is the core of the problem we have today. So what I say, how this is going to change is to change me and become a leader that I have never seen in the world. Now, what I see out in the world today is what I experienced in boardrooms where they're pitting us against each other. Competition. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in how we as a team can come together as one because we are one. I cannot live without you. I cannot live without my farmers who feed me. I cannot live without those who get the oil for me to heat my home or what have you. I can't live without other humans. So I'm not interested in turning myself against other humans. So how I actually manage a company that's in a, a Wall Street company is I bring love as my number one principle in my company. It is a value. It is a value that yeah. we actually ascribe to. And not only is it a value, we actually have behaviors linked to that value that all of my employees get scored to as part of the review. I don't care just how they do their job, how motivated they are, how competent they are. That's easy to measure. I want to measure the things that really matter. matter. Yeah. And the things yeah. that matter are these, our values are love, yeah. safety, because there's no safety in corporate America or in any corporation that I experience that allows for emotional safety self-development and a drive towards a better good and my employees are scored on these things we actually have a matrix it took a long time to get there but we're doing it so let me the long answer sorry bottom line is change in capitalism spiritual principles come from within ourselves and until we heal ourselves, which is why my company spends a lot of money on self-development, not professional development for my team, self-development, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being. They could do anything they want. We will pay for it because we want them to be whole beings. And this is the only way. This is the only way we are going to save humanity, in my opinion. 
And this is this is bringing spiritual principles to capitalism. I change me. I heal me. And therefore, when you heal yourself, you can do no harm to anyone. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's just oh, off. That's a subject oh, I love. <laughs> I tell you, I could tell. You know, your words are so that's so filled with so much insight. This is amazing, I tell you. Oh my goodness, Thank such you. a good privilege. You know, you said something that I actually um, held so well. You have to change me. You have to change me. You yourself needs to change. Because, you know, in order to love other people, you've got to love yourself first. And the fact that you said you wanted to be the leader that you haven't seen, that, mean, that means a whole lot. And I'm so glad that um, there, is, there are still people like you in the world who are after um, the people rather than profit, after um, humans rather than profit. That's amazing. Mm. Okay, okay. So um, the second question, let's talk about love a bit. Um, so how do you bring love as a core value to business? And what does it look like? Okay. That's such a great question. Thank you for asking it because I think this is the yeah. most important thing. Um, yeah. We could fake love. I mean, people do it. They pretend. But that is not acceptable in my world. <laughs> um, it starts first, Elijah, with safety. Because love is vulnerable. It could really expose you and hurt you. Yeah, very correct. Yeah, and and I believe that's why most people will not show them true selves into the world because, and I was one of them, I'm only speaking from experience, I was one of them who wouldn't show herself because I was so afraid of the vulnerability that love brings. Yet, I couldn't help but love. Like, I couldn't help but keep going in and allowing my heart to get crushed from time to time. <laughs> but what, the way I bring it in, it's first is safety, emotional safety, meaning I didn't show my full self to the world, to my business, until I got comfortable with the fact that I was afraid of rejection. And I needed to tell my team that as I was um, working through that, they were shocked. Because they saw me as a benevolent general. They didn't know that I actually had this fear of rejection. It shocked them. But I was honest. And they held me in that space knowing that I could get past that. And I did. So that I could show myself into the world. So the first place, safety. Safety. It, and listening. We, we, we do programs on dynamic listening. Deep listening. Deep listening. Not just the last thing something someone said, but the whole thing. So, yeah, they call it nonviolent communication, but we actually go deeper. We go into dynamic listening, really bodily listening. The other thing is, is like you could take some of the Buddhist principles, right? We actually took some of those and put those in our scoring sheet. Like, you know, um, the ability to see from outside of your own perspective, the ability to know that my action affects the world. My speak, my thought affects the world. It affects the whole. So we actually 
put some of those principles into our scoring sheet, you know, uh, it, it, to relate it directly to how employees uh, react and respond with each other. There's no toxicity in my company. There's none. And if there is, and there has been, it gets called out right away. And that's love, by the way. That's love. It's hard love, but it's love. And I, I'll got to give you some examples if you want. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you two examples. I had one employee who every time I entered her office um, and I needed her to do something, there would be a level of resistance that I experienced. So it'd be like, well, that's, that's not my, there would be an anxious uh, response from her and it'd be like, that's not my job. It's not, you know, it's not my job. Well, as an owner of a company, you don't want to hear somebody say that. Okay. <laughs> you just don't, let's be honest. And so the first response that I had because of her anxious reaction was to not want to go into her office and to get angry and to build some resentment because, um, you know, that was just my nature. I didn't like confrontation. But then one day I like, I sat with my coach, which I highly recommend every company have an executive coach. Um, I sat with my coach and I said, this is, this is what I'm experiencing. And it boiled down to the fact that uh, I had a very anxious mother that I couldn't fix. Okay. As a little girl. So anybody with a high level of anxiety really affected me. So I had to own that piece, but then I had to talk to her about it and it, it got into like I don't want to say an anger, but it got into like a heat, you know, just like both of us holding a position. Well, the loving thing to do is not walk away, not avoid the conversation because she's a star athlete in my company. She is a performer. She's a performer. Okay. The loving thing to do is to say, I'm going to take responsibility for my part that gets freaked out around anxious people. And she's going to take responsibility for her part about something that makes her anxious. Mm -hmm. So we sat down with our coach that day. We worked through it completely. This was well over two years ago. And this woman, it, she's over it. I'm over it. And she's like, like I said, our star athlete. She is the star performer in, in my company. And that's love. Yeah. That's yeah. love. Okay. Because when something gets confronting, most of us just want to walk away and not take responsibility or blame the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. doesn't blame. It takes responsibility. And we both took responsibility. That's love. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how yeah. I witness it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that was a great move, I tell you. Hmm. How I wish that most companies in the world can be like like you in terms <laughs> of your mentality. I tell you, you know, if we have people like you all over the world, it's going to become a very good place to stay. No, a whole lot of improvements are going to occur. Seriously. Okay, last question, the last one. All right. Are you ready? Thank you. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So he says, can you tell us about a company that lives by this principle and the results? Oh, Elijah. <sighs> I wish I can say I too. 
Um, I mean, the closest I understand is Patagonia. And I do think there are some like privately held companies that I don't know because I, no. I do notice there are more leaders. So, you know, part of my recently, my company merged with the larger company. Okay. Now, the reason we did this is so that I can step back from the CEO role so that I can begin to do my work with my my spouse, my executive coach. We created a company that goes in to help bring spiritual principles to capitalism. That mm. starts with the leader to become authentic. Mm. Not toxic, mm. authentic, okay? Mm. It is, mm. right? And if, if, they're, if they're authentically toxic, okay, then they'll work with us. But, but the truth is, there are more and more leaders who want this. And I had to do it in my small little company because I believe in it. And I truly believe there is now going to be a revolution to bring spiritual principles to business and to bring love into business. I think people are thirsting for it and want it. And when I talk to leaders, leaders, people who own their own company, they're not satisfied. I wasn't satisfied because I wasn't living my whole truth. Now I am, but I wasn't. And so many leaders are now getting consciously aware of the fact that they're not satisfied. So unfortunately, I can't come to you, Elijah, and say, oh, I know this company. I know that company. Yeah. I know this company. But what I can tell you is that there's an opening. There's an opening. And now is our time to create a movement and a change. People want this. Aren't you yeah. afraid? No way. I'm not waiting until my last breath. I'm doing it now. Yeah. And I yeah. could tell you others are thirsting for it now because 10 years ago I was looked at as, whoa, she's, she's, she's eccentric. And today they want what I have to offer. Yeah. So I'm optimistic. Amazing. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. So Alexandra, it has been a very beautiful moment with you on the show. Our Thank conversation you, has been so educative because your words are filled with insight. Amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. It's so good to come across you, Alexandra. Thank okay. you. Okay. So, uh, yeah. What would you like to say <laughs> in conclusion to the audience? And let's say there's someone who would like to reach out to your website or get your yep. book or whatever. What yep. would you like to say? <laughs> Yeah. First of all, um, if there is, a, I believe every human being on the planet is a leader, every human yeah. being yeah. and the leader yeah. starts within you. Right. And, um, to leaders who are leading companies go for it. It is the most loving thing you can do for yourself than to do this type of exploration. So you could show up in the world in a way that's authentic to you. That's the most loving thing you could do for yourself. And that will heal our world. And we need it. We need it. Step up. Let's go for it. Let's make a change. We know we want it. Um, anyone can get in touch with me. You can go to Alexandra at investwithwillow.com or you can go to my website, investwithwillow.com. And from there, you know, you can learn about um our coaching services that we offer for other businesses. Amazing. Yeah. Thank and you other so humans. Too. 
Thank okay, you. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for knowing the invite, Alexandra. It means a whole lot. Thank you. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.